Nothing new under the sun. It's never what you do, but how it's done. What you base your happiness around? Material women in large paper. That means you inferior. Episode number four. There's no, no place ideas. like home. No ideas. Original. Shalon and the good brother, Mr. Rob. What's going on, bro? How you been, man? Same, same shit. So, what you been up to this week? This week has been um same as last. Not too much is going on. We we got a kind of of a routine on, you know, how we been how the new life. Of a living is going on. Wifey's kind of enjoying being home because the kitchen is right there. So cooking dinner after work is like <laughs> she's doing it in between time, and you know what I mean. It's easier for her. You know, myself it's good to have them around. Yo, you had I seen on Instagram. You had a lobster mac and cheese burger. Listen, brother. <laughs> so wife makes all this. She just makes shit. So she had made some lobster mac and Hold cheese up. for her sister. Nell's Nell's kitchen. All day Nell's kitchen. Made um, some lobster mac for her sister because her sister's on the front line. She's a nurse. Mm. So she put something together for her. And she made up some turkey burgers. Just stuff we got in the, in the refrigerator and stuff. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, babe, what you doing? She said, yo, I'm making. I said, why is that? A, that's, a, that's a mash uh, lobster mac turkey. <laughs> so what are you doing? And she put, she put it all together, mounted it up. I said, you like man versus food in here, son. <laughs> I said, when you eat that, go ahead. And she made these thick-ass mama turkey burgers, son. And she ate it. Them joints look good, though. She ate it. I think, when you put A1 steak sauce, anything tastes good. <laughs> I tell you, make chicken taste like steak. For real. Did we you, had a good week, though. How about yourself? Did you, um... Ah, slow week, but you listened to the, um, the new Straight Bangers album? No, Instrumental? I didn't. I didn't. Just the vibe. They got some fire. They got some joints on there. I hit up rice until rice. They also got. They always keep a little treats. They always got some treats, man. Yeah, it's the whole. Yo, the whole joint is like. um, Pat Rice laid back on beat. They got. They got good. They come from old soul, man. Yeah, man. I told him I was like, yo, they gotta get in contact with AZ boy. Hey, you know AZ love (laughs) rock to that old smooth shit. Listen, yo. Yeah, and then I started um, a new book, sex, um, sex, money, murder. You did. By um, Jonathan Green, yeah. It's okay. the, um, talking about uh, Sex, Money, Murder, Soundview. Okay. Cats, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Pistol Pete and all that, and the history of how Sex, Money, and Murder was in the Bronx. Yo, so far, I'm like probably a couple of chapters in. It's a good book, you know, yeah. for, um, for people who don't know about Sex, Money, Murder. There's like an urban legend. I don't know if it's ever been confirmed, but... but this, this is all in the crack era, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 80, yep. 90. Exactly. That Bobby Brown... Supposedly owed them bread for drugs, and they took Bobby Brown hostage. I heard about and that. And Whitney Houston had to come through and pay pay to pay. get him released. Same <laughs> word. Yeah, That's and then how you call it? Like Saturday, I already told the missus. Looking forward to Rizzo vs. Primo. Yeah, that's gonna be great. That right there for hip hop. I know a million people are probably gonna tune in. It's gonna blow the lid off of Instagram. Um, cause we we we. We in our mind, we already know both of their classics. We know they're gonna bust out with Cream. Mm. Primo's gonna probably bust out with DeWick and Mass Appeal. He's gonna bust out with Thirty Six Chambers. So many different. Yeah. The Triumph, like the and the way they have it set up is like, ah, right, you play your shit, and then you, boom, you just come in with the. <laughs> Who you with? Who's your prediction? Who you going with? Go with Primo, sir. 
Yo, a lot of people I'm talking to so far is like, yo, they're going with Primo. I'm, I'm going, going with Primo, Primo too. Why are you going with Primo? You know why? Because Primo has the neck jerk and boom back. You had to be pretty much a producer's producer. Taking nothing away from RZA, but RZA's creativity isn't... Nah, it's not even... I shouldn't even worry use it either because it, it, this creativity is what it is. It's just a, a lot different from the boom bap we know Preem to be. We yeah. almost expect it coming from Gangstar or Preem. The whatever sound to have you like straight hip hop. Before verses yeah. even said, your neck is like <laughs> this. Hip-hop. With RZA, you kind of waiting, and you're like, all right, who's gonna come first? Is it Meth? Yeah. <laughs> is it Ghost? You know, and depending on the song, it's like cause certain songs they don't all rock well on yeah. keeping it real. You know what I'm going? With? I'm going with Primo because. I think similar to how Manny Fresh had a sound, I think RZA got a sound. And Primo got a sound too. But I think that Primo's joint may transcend. Like when you start talking about the Dwicks versus like some of the stuff that RZA did, Primo produced for so many different people that to me he could go through. His catalog is but, vast. But, but, but RZA, RZA got is, joints too though. He do. Remember, all them albums had joints on them. Remember, and he did Cuban Links. He did Old Dirties. He, mm-hmm. he did, a, did a lot of it's a yeah, lot of joints, yeah, man. Nah, that's gonna be a dope battle. Did Hellraiser, Sons of Man, if he even into any of those, he was producing for them guys. Sons and of he might have keeping the real producers produced for everybody. So he might have done some shit for somebody we don't even know, know but yeah, her yeah. know the song. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit, he did that. A lot of these battles though is coming out like that. That you're like, yo, wait a minute, this dude did that. My thing yeah. is, my thing is this now after. RZA. Primo, is he gonna? Is he gonna? Is he gonna be gonna top that? I don't know how you top that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you come to us with this blockbuster. I don't know how you I, top how that. How you gonna? Cause you people want more. That's just that's just the nature of the culture we in. You give me something, I want more of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, and that's how you you know I guess you monetize or whatever after that. But still, how you top Primo? Yeah. You gotta come better now. Who's better than that? I don't I don't know how you top that. I mean, I was unless unless that was that's hip hop, unless that's hip hop, and then they go to you. They might do some R and B shit. Because I heard I heard Bobby Valentino. And- ah man, I forget it. <laughs> yo, forget it. Forget it. He said Bobby yo. Valentino. Forget it. Yo, Bob- Bobby Valentino going, got five good songs. I like. Going yo. And they vote. They just going. They. Yo. Oh Bobby my god. Bobby going in nah. crates. Bobby Valentino gonna have a yo the live would be like six viewers. Son. I'm not even checking for Bobby Valentine. No, All right, so um, for There's No Place Like Home, we're going to talk about the COVID-19 release for inmates. We're going to talk uh-huh. about how come people are of color have a higher mortality rate, COVID-19. And then lastly, yo, why people can't just stay the fuck home? It's hard. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. So, but it, it's two folks. I was talking to my man today. On top of people be just being arrogant and just saying, you know what, fuck the government. They tired of running all the time. I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. You got to remember, city living, city living is social living. Mm-hmm. People don't sit in the house in cities. People are out and about. People are all, even if you're just going to the store. When you go in the store, you stop, you see someone. You're in a conversation, then you stop and you go in another store. You see somebody else. Before you go upstairs, you know, met four or five people, shook about mm-hmm. two or three hands, said what's up to about four or five people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then you went in the house. Yeah. All that is dead. It's not a person on the corner. There's no, no barbershops yeah. open. 
that's why that's why I highly call it when and people don't people don't like alarming rate and people do not like change. Yeah, you see, um, number one dude, number one informant, Takashi Six Nine, got released. He's a um, rat. You know, and and on social media, there's a lot of public outcry for release of it's, inmates it's, from from facilities and. You know, how I call it, it's, it's, to me, I look at it, and I'm like, yo, prison to begin with is deplorable conditions. So, given now, with this magnitude of what's going on. Yeah, and the deplorable conditions like hitting prison, Chicago being one of the worst hit, where, you know, the, that dense living, that city living, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Everyone's on top of each other. You know what it is to live in the projects, and people on top of each other, son. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't get away from, you know... It's nine apartments on one floor, but you got 30 floors. And that's yeah. one building amongst 12 buildings. Yeah. All in one block radius. You they see um, all the other people threw their hat in the ring. Bill Cosby, um, Martin Shirelli, the dude who put the HIV drug up the price. Harvey Weinstein threw his hat in the ring. Michael Cohen, everybody trying to get the COVID stimulus package to be like, Bernie I, Madoff, I need to, I need to be out. Bernie Madoff was like, yo, let me turn my head. They denied the nigga twice. <laughs> nah, son, you, ah, you try to steal sixty million billion from niggas. Yo, so Takashi got out on the strength of what you think? Just because his sentence was already coming to an end. But you he know, did have one that was classified as a pre-existing condition, which is asthma. asthma. Yeah, you know what I mean. And being because of how severe and serious it is, I guess. The judges, the law had to look at it seriously. Like, all right, this we don't want him, we don't want this high profile of a individual or case for this guy to die on our watch. Yeah, you know what I mean. So if we send a nigga home with an ankle bracelet, lock the nigga in his house. Yeah. You know what or I mean? the other thing is like, and, yo, and, 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 might have more information. We need him. We need him alive. Well, he well he's gonna be that for the rest of his life. Oh yo, here's the R. Kelly. He's gonna trying to get out too. Yeah, they shut him down. Since <laughs> nah, son, keep your fucking, yeah. keep your penis in your pants. All, all, all the sex, the, the, the sexual predators, all of them come to slide the out. Try slide out, yo. COVID ain't safe in here, y'all. Yo, I can't, yo, y'all. Come on, man. Uh, yeah, all Niggas, of they them. tried it. Listen, it's part of the law. If someone else can get over it, try your hand. So. It's usually, it's usually how you inmates, they go into the law library, find a case that a worked loophole? for somebody else. <laughs> a loophole. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So why not? Yeah. Yo, look. I, but Cosby blind. He ain't got no respiratory issues. <laughs> That's fucked up. Yo, but you think about it. Like, they ho- hopefully, hopefully they get to the point, though, where like some of these lower-level offenses, and I'm, I'm all for thinking that this may change but how you, we do business, but check this out. For these lower-level offenses, the shit that we was locking people up for before... You know, and wasting taxpayer dollars and stuff like that. Does it really warrant somebody being held on an island for months and months at a time yeah. for charges that high call it? This, that, you know, this, this, this brings to light a lot of situations that people are looking over. Mass it's not just It's not just the health situation. You get to look at how police do line somebody up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They send them through the system and go through all that. Everything is being scrutinized because who they arresting? Yeah. Ain't nobody getting arrested except for the dummies that's out there now. Yeah. We're supposed to be out there, but they're not breaking any crimes. They're just running on mass transit from one end to the end for joyride. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But back to back to the, the inmate situation. These guys, the ones that are really in jail, you already know the, the, the deplorable conditions that they're living in. So when you got a, a virus running through 
certain prisons like that? Come on, man. Especially in them city prisons. I don't think that's happening anywhere in the prisons that are up in the hills and the valleys because they're out in the mountains. They get fresh air. It's them condensed areas like New York, like Chicago, but most of the living is in the city. And if you're in city living, you're apartment living. You're not living in a rural area where we got, see how the wind is blowing shit around out here? Mm -hmm. You don't have that. You, you have that in New York, but you don't have the, 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 um, the sunlight necessary. Some of the, just the natural flow of air going through there because you got so many trucks, you got so much pollution. New York is a nasty place, man. Yeah. So any germ, I mean, you gotta be careful catching hepatitis C out that bitch. <laughs> just walking past motherfuckers, man. Nah, for real. You really gotta keep your head on a swivel. We should all have been wearing probably gloves and masks yes. years ago. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, that raises another issue to me because after this, because they, they do say that the, you know, the curve is flattening, um, when they open outside back up, you know people going to be out there wild they open, and crazy and forget right, about everything see, that they, we had to endure. They, want, they, still want it, they still want to instill social distancing. So, you know, if you, if you do have a restaurant, you're going to only have a number of participants in your restaurant. They can't overflow. Remember, at every restaurant, every building, there's always a fire occupancy. occupancy. Yeah. They're going to put niggas to the test. You got 36, you're supposed to have 35, that's so fine. That's it. And that's it. And you got people in line, all outside, probably in the streets, waiting to get in the places because you can only have two people in the store. There's going to be three in the coffee shop. Yeah. And people are going to take their fucking time. They ain't going to rush. They're going to sit their ass there, open up their laptop because you got free Wi-Fi and Starbucks, and I ain't moving. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out, though, what's the criteria to, that determines who gets released as an inmate because, you know, of course, celebrity dudes, because they have good attorneys, the celebrity attorneys is going to go to bat for them, but it's regular people in there that's suffering from the conditions in prison that probably, you know, maybe towards the end of their sentence. Now, to me, it's, I'm thinking, like, if a dude got, uh, uh, you know, 25 years on a sentence and they saying, like, yo, I need to get out because it's deplorable conditions... That's a little bit different to try to finagle than yeah, somebody been, who like, yo, I got six months left. Of, for 25 years, you're going to live in there with worse shit than COVID-19. <laughs> try to get But yo, do you, I don't knock their hustle for for throwing their hat in the like room, Like I'm right? saying, is that reason why they go to the law library? Yeah. They find the loophole, and if it worked for them, you plead your case. And, and I, I guess if the cases sound similar to the DA or the prosecutors and the judge make the term, well... You got a point. Let him out. Yeah. But it's just to me, it's just like, it's, it's, uh, there's, there seems to not be a criteria about which they're allowing people out. Unless you're a celebrity. To me, the criteria seems like you got to be a celebrity and you got to be towards the end of your got paper. Yeah. And apparently, even those who got paper, they ain't let out. So you can't just pull it because this dude pulled it. He had a pre existing condition. I mean, but the, the people. None of, that, none of these you know, guys had pre existing conditions when they went in. The people who the people who they didn't let out, that celebrity, though, like the public outcry. Could you imagine if they let R. Kelly out? Yo, R. Kelly got two fucking documentaries right now on Lifetime for his his his, his child molestation shit. Every out there like, fuck Corona. Yeah. R. Kelly. Yeah, like R. R. Kelly. I mean, he tried it, though. R. Kelly tried it. Like I said, uh, Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein, all them dudes tried to get out on the strength of Harvey Weinstein, when they took him in, you see, they when they first took him in, he had to have all kind of surgeries and 
all this shit or whatever. I don't think he what's thought he that rock, he was going to get hit what's with he that. What's he dying from? What's he rotting from? He's <laughs> <laughs> something ain't right. Guilty. He walk, he walk around like he got gout. Like, you see how he walk? He walk on his heel like he can't touch the balls of Yo, his feet. I'm, I'm going to fuck you up. When he got convicted, he threw the walker to the side. <laughs> Yo, when he got convicted, he threw the walker to the side and walked right out. It's all a show, man. Yeah. Everybody's in a fucking show, man. Yeah. But what's highly called what's not a show and what they talking about, which I appreciate now coming out, is that any channel you turn to that covers the news and you see Cuomo on TV, I hear Ned Lamont on the um, the radio, everybody's talking about the high mortality rate for people of color with the um, the COVID-19. And I, I pulled some stats for, um, for folks just so you can get a sense of what it's really about. So... We live in Connecticut, both of us, right. you know, live in Connecticut, but from the Bronx. Right now, Hispanics in New York City is leading, uh, leading in terms of fatalities. Blacks are second. But blacks are number one overall in Fatality. New York State, across the board in New York State. By right. borough, Brooklyn, number one. Brooklyn has, in terms of individuals, 1,599. And I pulled this data on... The eighth. Number two is Queens, 1,650. Number three is the Bronx, 1,108. Number four is Manhattan, 674. And then number five is Staten Island with 249. And if you want it, the Westchester in there, Westchester is 359. But I tell you this the mortality rate is because, you know, although it might be 8 million people in New York, there's another 8 million that ain't here legally. Keeping it real. Spanish and Latino people, as I know, we're, we're communion people. We live with big families. Yep, yep. So that might be the reason why their numbers are high. And like I say, New York living is dense living. We're living on top of each other. Same thing for the high numbers for us. When you talk about disproportionate, we're living in areas have been dilapidated for centuries, B. I mean, they, they cover it, they make some new adjustments, they might bring this gentrification to make certain areas look, look better. But at the end of the day, you know the socioeconomic status of certain things depends on people's income and education and where you live and your background and what school you went to. All those play a part for those who are trying to make a living and then get subjected to living in areas which they can afford and only can afford. Mm -hmm. So those areas are multiplied by other people that got the same mentality. Yeah. And those are areas that are hit hard. When you talk about hit hard, let's look at the food deserts in these same areas. These areas. Some of these areas don't have a working supermarket. All they have is bodegas. And if you go on a bodega, what you see in the case... One egg, one <laughs> tomato, and a stick of butter. Who the f and you living in a neighborhood, and, pound, and, and, and you're on the corner of whatever project that is. So you, no one's getting added with food. That's the reason why heart disease and high blood pressure go through that through the roof. On top of the PTSD we talked about, mm -hmm. we're already living in fright or flight living in certain neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. We get used to it, but it doesn't. Relinquish the flag. If you hear a car screech, you're thinking someone got hit. If you hear a gunshot go off, 
you think it's some gunshot. Any loud noise, you're thinking it's a gunshot. And your comfort food is to go upstairs and eat a large bride's ice cream and banana fucking donuts. <laughs> we don't have good practices yeah. health-wise. You know what I'm saying? We don't practice eating. Like I told you, in our last last episode, we talked about how people don't know how don't drink enough water and they don't they don't breathe right. Mm. So hypertension, them numbers is going it's gonna shoot mm-hmm. throughout the roof. In my estimation, those who created this massacre that happened knew that that would be the issue. This the, these are the look at these are the pre existing conditions that they have. And these all sound very familiar to people of color. Hypertension, diabetes, hyperlipidemia, coronary artery disease, dementia, COPD, cancer, congestive heart failure. And they're saying that for males, males predominantly get impacted more, males 75 and older. Now, my thing with the numbers, though. That's because men don't go to the doctor much as women. Yeah. My thing, though, is that I think that I put value in stats, but I also think stats could be, you could cook the book on stats. And I think one of the things that's happening especially also in terms the, especially of the numbers, if the numbers are high. Well, They're that's what I'm saying. High. Like a lot of a lot of funding yeah. is going to come down as a result of this. So you see now, every time you turn on the news, open the newspaper, and somebody passed away, they like, "Yo, he passed away because of COVID-19." And I don't know if every death is necessarily related to COVID-19. So check this out: if you're yeah, 105 but- years old and you pass away. And you pass away because of pneumonia, you know that they're putting on a COVID COVID nineteen or whatever. You know how you call it like it's almost like keeping us in a state of fear. Wanting we, wanting to keep you in a state of fear. So whatever agenda is attached to that state, we can pull it off and we can we can just say, you know, this supports our agenda as to why we want to do these things. Like I I just listened to the the little the little lineage of Bill Gates and his pops, his pops and his mom, his pops work for Planned Parenthood. The only thing about Planned Parenthood and where Planned Parenthood started from, where it came from, their idea of depopulating the planet was always a part of their agenda. From years ago, we're talking about early 1400s, 1300s. They knew, they had to have known that the way people reproduce and people it's gonna grow mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and in order to and uh, just a selfish way of saying in order to keep shit for ourselves we're gonna have to eliminate certain people and they know the lifestyle and the condition ethnic people are in because of how they eat and what they're able to eat yeah. what they can afford to eat and they know that they're in these in these areas it's no reason it's, it's no mistake why it's hitting Chicago the way it's it hit Louisiana crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's the um the other thing that I was gonna say is like the socioeconomic status. So you think about it, <clears throat> we're more susceptible, people of color, more susceptible to getting COVID nineteen because we're on the front line and we're considered like the front line workers. So, you know, when you start talking about people who work in grocery stores, people who may be the nurses at these places people that may drive the bus or the train, like, yo, the, the level of exposure and risk, yeah, and the, and the risk associated with it is far more than our white counterparts because they may not necessarily have to be out there. And then when you start talking about the density also of it, like, if I'm living in the projects, right, and there's 
15 buildings in the projects and there's 10 apartments on each floor and then I have five or six people living with me and if one person contracts it then you know the whole family got it we then the people something. on the floor got it then the building got it and then Believe it's it or spreading not. like wildfire Believe it or not Caucasians got a code when they speak to each other and they cold was if, if, if something is real detriment they're talking to one of them stay home mm-hmm. let the others do what they <laughs> trust and believe but we don't have a code like that our code is survival and if our back is up against the wall yo we're, we're running through fire to get to the other side from whether it's money whatever the, whatever's passionate that got us out there we're doing it and they know that in the mind uh, they know that that's the mentality of those people in living in these urban density areas. They know we're scrambling. They know we're destitute or desperate. Some of us, not all of us, because mm-hmm. some of us live in these areas. And to be honest with you, miraculously, they love being in these areas. These are their homes. This is where they, they don't see nothing further it, yeah. than a 167th and tent or somewhere. They don't see nothing further than that. They've been living yeah, that's there. My, my mother, <laughs> my mother just brought light to me is that. My cousin is still living in the apartment in Jackson Avenue that my great aunt had when they moved up here from Tennessee. And we talked about... I mean, yo, you know that shit generational. People pass down apartment, wait, wait, apartment wait, wait, wait. years and I'm glad years. You, I'm glad you used the word generational. So when you got this epidemic with people with high blood pressure, all, all them different things you're saying, come from it's a generation... Generational too. Yeah. From seeing our parents... Or just living a life and said, "Well, I'm call. I, I got to call mine because mom made them them greens like that. I got to mm-hmm. make them how mom. Ma, how you made them greens? Well, yeah. I got pig ear in there. And I put I got, a pound of Lowry. I put I put this in there <laughs> and the salt. You really got cooking for three or four hours. Trust me. Yeah. And you live them traditions, but you don't change them, and then you pass them on to your seeds. Yeah. They go up to make a sandwich the same way grandpa made a yeah. sandwich. Yeah." So that put that on top of already being so you get someone predisposed. So you got someone like Bill Gates that knows that humans are creatures of habit and pattern, and the habit and pattern of these urban density areas or our hoods or our cities are at its worst. Even if people think they're living good, people are not eating right. They're not living right. We have food deserts. We got all these things going up against us. We still push forward, but when something like this hit. You see what happens. You got put yeah. putting people in potted fields. So. Yeah. Think about like yo, even the, from when we start talking about socioeconomic, but also the culture aspect of it as well, right? So for our culture, you think about it, people probably have like five, six people living in one home. You know, you got mad people living in the house. Um, you know, I, I think about people I used to live next door to that they would have family come from other countries and family came from other countries. But I'll be honest also, with you. You got 15 people in a two-bedroom apartment. Well, it was never that big, but every every house I went to had a, almost a full-size family. Although I, I grew up, you know, I just grew up in a period where it was nothing but single moms. Even if moms had, had a boyfriend or Mr. Johnny came around, it was still a full house. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? People have four houses. You know what I mean, we used to live in communal like that, but I, and I think I think that's that's what's killing us now. That's because cult, that's, that to me is cultural. That's cultural. That's that's who we are. Yeah, that yeah, to I mean, me is cultural. Yes, yes, sir. I and agree. then I think I that high caller, like think like Queens to me, Queens numbers are probably high, 
because in Queens, there's like a huge influx immigrant population that come into Queens. And people are taking care of their own. So you think about it. They come in. We need a place to live. And you they know, don't they know, know America's system like people that from here know America's system. And how system. to finesse it and get their own place. That's what I'm that. saying. Or they like I tell the people, you're doing it. I tell people all the time, I know this game. I also know my country. I know what my country is good for, and I know what they up to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, I, and I appreciate, you know, some of the things that I do know have come across or just been in the company of people that say, yo, watch out for this. <coughs> when stuff like this happens, you know, it's, there's, there's, there's pawns and chess pieces being moved. And I got to tell you, all of this has been happening for the last 20 years. It's going to keep happening because no one has addressed a monkey in the room. Who the fuck, what the fuck hit the Pentagon? Mm. And stuff like that. How did them buildings come down? How did you able to kill almost 4,000 people and no one get arrested? Yeah. That's a question they ain't never trying to answer. But then you, know you just, then you throw up just another building less than three months. The, another building goes right back up. Yeah. And you, and so you got us worshiping images and just this pronounced majesty of you being able to do these things but there's people that lost their lives you did that for the purpose of what and then come to find out prior to the day all that shit happened somebody stole shit loads of money it's, it's always finagling the game so even with Keep this you had yeah. all this going on right before Thanksgiving and Christmas you know they wasn't shutting down black Black Friday, the way people <laughs> like to shop online, and now they wasn't gonna say stop. You can't go to the mall. COVID nineteen. No, they waited to fucking Valentine's Day got through. <laughs> Went through New Year's. Even <coughs> yes, rest in peace, yes. Kobe's death didn't even stop nobody. So niggas are still out there breathing on everybody. Yeah, we can't, and all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, forty five was like, oh, I've been to I had nigga. Yeah. Yo, so talk about socioeconomic status. I pulled up some information on Connecticut. So over the last five days, the governor of Connecticut, Ned Lamont, said the state recorded about 90 new coronavirus-related hospitalizations a day. That's an improvement from the previous week where we were about 100 daily hospitalizations. So we went from hospitalizing 100 people a day to 90 to 90 a week. What's Connecticut doing that high cost that, that New York City is not doing? Bro, I'm going to tell you this. I hate to say it, but from a socioeconomic perspective, income, occupation, work history, all that plays a part. Exactly. If you know Danbury, Bethel, Brookhaven, the average salary, my nigga, ain't no dummies living up here, son. <laughs> but you're just keeping it yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. Ain't no dummies living up here. That sound, and this is a sound community. If you get hit with an epidemic, fine. Let's get a solution for it. Let's stick to it. You look, when you go out, people aren't as busy and out and about as they used to. People are actually staying home. People are really listening and adjusting to what you know the authorities are saying. But it's just because there's a population up here. That doesn't have to based on their socioeconomic right. status. They, they, they don't have to, but there's also a population up here that go to and fro from New York, too. Mm-hmm. Large and that's population. How, that's how this shit got up here. And I believe that's the only way it's got here. Mm-hmm. It started with that one nurse from Norwalk coming up to Danbury Hospital. Mm-hmm. And then before, after that, 
it just went it just went wildfire. Yeah. So it's it, it's it's crazy. I think in in this time, um, it's tough to say, but you you know why geographically certain areas are populated with what they're populated, who they're populated are. You know, for for, for reasons of your social social economic status, your salary. So to live up here. You gotta be working a pretty decent job that's paying you over maybe 60, 70 grand mm-hmm. okay, and up to either own a home or to rent. I mean, renting up here is not like New York, but it ain't cheap. Yeah. So, and, and it doesn't have a big demographic when you're talking about mass transportation. So, people still find their way over to Brewster or find their way right to Danbury to take the Metro North in the town. Mm-hmm. So, we got, yeah. It's a lot of disparities, and this is, we're part of the tri-state. We just ain't as fucked up as Jersey. <laughs> There's a, um, I was reading online also, so the last thing that people said is coming out as a reason why people of color have been hardest hit by COVID-19 is because the acceptance of mis and mis- misinformation. Now, for, for a long time... I heard a we lot were, of people going around we saying black, <laughs> black people can't get COVID-19. Black people, that was the thing. Black people can't get COVID-19. A tiger yeah. in the Bronx Zoo could get it, but black people can't get COVID-19. I might, I might be a little ignorant. I might I might have had my hand in that for a second. Because <laughs> I was just saying, I was saying to people, <laughs> this is a virus. And what I've learned from Dr. Sabi is that in a highly alkaline body, pretty much nothing can live. Mm-hmm. But that means you have to be so oxygenated. That means you have to have oxygen in there. And the fluid in your body got to be right in order to produce white blood cells to do the job to get rid of viruses yeah, yeah. and germs. You got to be on your game. But not everybody lives like that, sir. <laughs> but you think know? about your think of so so when it first started out. It wasn't. It wasn't highly reported that people of color was catching COVID nineteen. So I don't know if people actually was like, "Yo, as black people or Latinos, we immune to this shit," and Let's, actually went out and exposed themselves to it. Even the ignorance, bitch. That's the ignorance, man. Yeah. And and, and you know what I'm saying. And, and like I said, people who don't know. People who don't know that they don't know are the ones that's most affected because they're, they're oblivious. And like I said, we have a high rate of immigrants and people who come here who don't speak English, who don't know, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But they, they, they know they know the, the, the language of commerce and money. They know how to make a dollar. Funny, but how do you tell that. someone, yo, you might be sick, cover your mouth or whatever the case and you got it, whether they're Haitian, whether they're Dominican, whether they're from any of the four corners of the planet. You know what I'm saying? You got people from Europe who come here and don't know no know, know English or nothing like that. You know what's um, another thing, though, that, that people are saying also? That there's been, for people of color, an easy acceptance on home remedies as a cure. And I think that goes back to culture as well. As a culture, you know, we rely on... Home remedies. Home remedies have gotten us through some difficult times. I don't know what the correlation is between acceptance of home remedies versus positive tests. Like, I can see home remedies being 
in, in conjunction with um with fatalities is saying like, yo, all right, I know I got COVID. I'm going to treat COVID mm-hmm. by way of using these home remedies. And then if the home remedy doesn't work, a person passing away. But I don't know if how well, a home remedy would impact you. Because what are we all doing now? We Allopathically, meaning, I mean, cut your wisdom, but mm-hmm. allopathically, meaning medicinal wisdom, doctors are taught to manage and suppress a situation, not cure it. Mm-hmm. Holistic is pure cure. Mm-hmm. So there's no money in, in curing cure. something yeah. if I could just manage it, meaning swing around, yeah. watch you sweat a couple of times. Yeah. Sell you the pill. Gives you a pill and it go down. <laughs> then it come so, back yeah, up three so, weeks later. Yeah, so or every two weeks, so you gotta keep taking it two hours a day. That's where the game is, yeah. to, to string you along. Now if I made a concoction for you that had mulberry, burdock root, elderberry, elderberry and some garlic. Until you go sit your ass down and go watch a movie and let it just work your system. You might you might have to poop. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> from an herbal standpoint, what they used to do back in the days, they would give you laxative or, or, or purgative herbs to make the shit. They Clean thought it would run probably, through your right? system. Yeah. So you just shit it out. Mm-hmm. Until they find out, well, damn. We need, to, we need to think about the area in which... The, the anatomy of the human body is affected. And you got to remember, the plant life been here before human life. So we mirror them. We mirror that. We mirror nature. So all them, all that chlorophyll, all the iron, all the vitamins you ever need come from plant life. Not from a pill. It ain't coming from your, your one source vitamin. <laughs> it's just that we don't know that part about nature. We don't know and what abundance did you take enough of it for us to have enough of it so we can sustain a day because we're not agriculturally inclined. You're talking about like, to, but from, from like a proactive right. standpoint, right, before we even... Yeah, yeah. but just, just be inclined and knowing that. That's why I'm taking this herbal class because I remember, I remember a time where Adam Matriarch was my great-grandmother and she had three daughters. It was my grand-aunt, my grandmother, and my other grand-aunt. And that was pretty much the hierarchy of my family. There was no male hierarchy. Mm-hmm. It was them. But my great-grandmother coming from Tennessee and working on a reservation back in the early Tennessee days, she knew how to garden. We didn't go to Top Tomato and Pathmore for, for, for groceries. We went to her house. Damn. And each three of them families went to her house. We got tomatoes. We got cucumbers. We got string beans, we got onions, we got the basic shit that we need that would be on the table in less than a couple of hours. And we would do that every Saturday. But that was their tradition of living because they come from sharecropping and doing that type of stuff that, yo, we couldn't go. There were supermarkets we couldn't go to. It was all white supermarkets. So we had to go on the back and grow, grow your, your own shit. Yeah, that's so, what's embedded in you. So now, as a culture, we really have to adopt it because the culture we've adopted is Europeanism. Mm-hmm. We, we know all the fashions. We know every fucking sneaker that ever came out, <laughs> every boot, every pair of jeans. Forget about it. We know every piece of clothing, every clothing, every superstar wore, every... Sport athlete war, we know all of this shit. But access, do we know the difference between a tomato and a fucking orange? 
<laughs> you fucked up. You don't know the difference between the tomato and an orange. orange. And some people be like, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. Let alone do they even eat the shit. Yeah. Because people are habit and pattern. People like going to mommy's mommy store for the sandwich, or going to Mr. Kim for the for the for the chicken and broccoli, or going to Tony's for and the that pizza. Should, that should a matter of convenience too. Like people get con- become conditioned. Like yeah, they're like, a dollar oh, fifty. But that's all that's I got dollar, is two dollars. That's, that's a dollar, dollar fifty. It's a dollar fifty for a reason. Oh, We're not giving the reason. reason. We yeah. think about right now. I'm hungry right now. Yeah, that's all I can afford right now. Yeah. So. Why can't I have my own theory on this on why people can't stay home, right? That shit. And and how you call it? Like <laughs> yo, you see like there's this public outcry like, just stay, stay home, home, just stay home. Now, as a person who grew up in the Bronx, you know I lived in many different places in the Bronx, and probably the biggest apartment that I've lived in the Bronx was probably maybe like twelve hundred square feet, right? I remember. Living with, um, how you call it, my mom, my dad, my two brothers, five of us in, a, in an apartment. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a maybe a thousand, like I said, twelve hundred square feet. In Connecticut, my house here is probably like close to five thousand square feet. Mm-hmm. To me, it's very different asking somebody to stay home in five hundred square feet versus <laughs> five thousand square feet right like yo the experience so if you if you in a house where all of y'all is on top of each other dense living yeah urban density we used to living like sardines but if you didn't want to be around a nigga where would you go outside outside yeah but so now that that's what i'm saying so to tell people automatically like yo just stay home stay home stay home that's that's a you Stay home for what? Now, we we were saying earlier, too, think about it like that's a huge immigrant population in Queens. And they telling people to stay home. So if you in a thousand square feet and it's 15 people in the house. Are we sure all the people know what stay home mean? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a whole other subject, yo. But yeah, I mean, so, I'm sure so, someone was probably having to communicate to them, but those who are communicating, are they adhering to the stay-at-home? Yeah, yeah. Because they're probably trying to finagle the system too. Let me get what I can get out Mm -hmm. of it because in a time like this, there's really no supervision. My man that works at MTA said there's a dude that gets on the number 12 and he rides from Fordham to Pelham to ride back Back to Fordham because it's free. Yeah, back and forth. He's doing absolutely yeah. nothing. He's sitting in the back and he's taking a joyride. It's like... Before all this started, we had hired a new accountant. We were in the process of hiring a new accountant. So we called up and engaged her. Like, I, right, you know, just want to check in to make also, sure we still... I want to talk to you about accounting. I want to talk to you about accounting and a lawyer. But that's later on. So, yeah. So we like, we just want to check in, make sure, you know, you're still interested in the job. And she like, yeah, you know, I'm still interested in the job. She's currently working... In Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and she takes the train every day from the Bronx to Brooklyn. So I heard Tanya talking to her about her train ride experience. She was like, "Yo, the train is packed, jam packed." And she was like, "It's jam packed because they cut down on the amount of subway cars that they actually have." Right, right, right. But think about it. The other part around it, and this is why I think inherently, like, sort of like this, this racism comes into play. There's people who can't afford to stay home. 
right? Like if you got to pay your rent and your landlord is relying on getting that bread because that's how they make ends meet. That's probably you may not, yeah, you may not be able to, to stay home. Like the the direct care workers is going out working directly with um how you call it like 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 people in the hospital, the yes, people got to drive the bus and all that shit. They don't have the luxury of staying home because they frontline responders. My sister's in law. She's a she's a nurse, nurse at, Montefiore, yeah. at Montefiore, my nigga. Jacoby, all that shit, son. So <coughs> she's she's and doing the thick of that shit, right? She's yeah. she's 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 on the front line, man. And there has to be some level of anxiety knowing you're dealing with the people that you're watching pass away right in front of your eyes. And to know that all that you're doing it for in your mind, you, do, you, you think you're doing it because it's, it's flu symptoms and it's ammonia. In some cases, they're not dying from that. Mm-hmm. And that's the puzzling piece. So here it is. You're trying to save someone. They're probably looking at you like, please save me. I'm trying, but I'm not, I'm not servicing what I think is the flu. Yeah. Something else is dying. People are... I think Rice was talking about people are bleeding, people are hemorrhaging. There's something going on internal, and that just begs me to think that, in 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 the case of these, you know, um, infirm situations of CPOD and mm-hmm. heart disease and all that, what I know about hypertension is that your blood vessels are very weak, and if you're putting pressure, the additional on, stress, on additional yeah. stress on with the anxiety. And heart palpitation, and you're thinking, you can just fucking just have an aneurysm. Yeah. All sorts of things yeah. can happen in regards to that. So it may not look like a flu, and, and it turn out there's something else because people just want they can go to the hospital to get well. Yeah, you know, part of hospital <laughs> is the word hospice. Yeah. The hospice is a place where people go to check out. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, you know, and a lot of people, and a lot of people have. A very firm phobia. I know a girl in Baltimore. She said, I am never going to the hospital. My mother died in the hospital. Yeah. So I'm like, but what happens if you hurt your foot? Oh, well. My my, um, my mom's said, my mom's um, friend got COVID-19 from the hospital. German fested going to the emergency room in there. But And you're confined in, this, in yeah. these buildings. That's not like old school. Where there was a little window you can crack open. That's when people was everything able to essential, smoke. Everything is central, yeah. <laughs> Everyone was able to smoke in a building, just open a window. Yeah. We don't have that anymore. So you're trapped in that. And that, and that's why people who work in office buildings have not gone. Janelle is not going back to work till April 30th now. Right it now, might it, be, right it now might they be, probably say it might that. Be, yeah, soon it's yeah. going to be May 2nd. Yeah, right now they're saying that. But, yo, I, I just... I have to say, like, yo, I'm blessed and fortunate enough in life where, like, yo, I can't, I can't stay home. But I have to say, like, yo, I think 20 years ago, you know, high court, I don't know if I would have been able to stay home. I would have probably been like, shit, I got my wife, I got my children, I got a high court, I got, I got to go out there, I got to make money, I got to pay my rent, I got to put food in the fridge, I got all this other shit I got to do. I'd have been twisted because 20 years ago, around now. I had actually, I had just moved to Maryland April 1st. And you was probably on the grind, hustling, right? That's the part I was telling you. I was going down to Baltimore Harbor, sitting there saying, look, I can work down here. But having the freedom, just like now, 
to openly, freely think about what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and where I wanted to be. In a situation like this, situation like this, you ain't got no time to plan and plot. Yeah. Unless you, unless you, unless you, you've, you know, the quote unquote, save for a rainy day, or just have things set up to where you don't have to scramble like most. Yeah. Or but, check it out. Or if you gotta think about it, if you have an office job, you more inclined with people like you can work from home. If you're right. direct to consumer, how the hell are you working from home? You can't. Yeah. So anybody got re- to do retail yeah. or their own retail. If you if you're customer facing, you're home. You're not dealing with the customer. Yeah, that shit is high quality. So I'm you know, saying, they, like, my daughter's lucky because you know with her working with, with coach, she's able to take phone orders still. Nice. So that gives her some income. Some income. Yeah, that's nice. That, you know what I mean, so yeah, she you know she was she was a, she was a big earner for coach, but um. And everyone has that leverage. Yeah, yeah. So now, I, I think about the people when you talk about sports. I think about everybody, everybody that's selling hot dogs and popcorn. Out of a job, and you see, they said as, as a result is AMC. AMC is about to go out of business. Yeah. Said, but yo, I'm gonna tell you, probably like five years. Somebody buy like, that like shit. Five years. Somebody. Ain't nobody want it. Five years movies? ago, AMC sent me um like a prospectus saying if I want to invest in AMC. And I read it, and in the prospectus, they had, like, all the shit that they felt was a threat for them. The number one shit they had as a threat was Netflix. So you think about it, now all the movies that's going to theater is going straight to on-demand in the house. If I could pay you $25 to watch the movie in the house with everybody in the house versus the cost of how much it costs, it was like $12, $15. If you want to get surround sound... $15 Fifteen dollars per person. It's a wrap for AMC. AMC. The only way they'd be able to come back is if they bring the circus. <laughs> and yo, it's, nah. it's, it's a wrap for them. It's just not. It's it's not a lucrative business. Movie? Now that you get the movie on the screen in your house, what? Why would the I plug? go to the theater? Especially in, in an environment where people was like, yo, it's germ infested. The plug for movies now is the dinner and the movie thing. The uh yeah. Dining, because dining theater, because it's a different experience. It's a different experience, and there's not as many people in the movie in the in the theater. Mm-hmm. When I went to down in, in Bethesda, Maryland, it had to been like twenty seats in it, twenty twenty five seats. But the two seats that you were sitting with you and the person you came with were so exclusive and to the side. They had to recline a chair, had to pull out tables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had no room to be around nobody else. Now. That is an alternative, but who's going to turn to pay $34 when you could watch it in your house, have the same shit, considerably cooked, cheaper. And some fucking crabs. <laughs> considerably cheaper. Yo, let's do, um, let's do this. Let's take some calls to find out from people why is it that folks can't just stay home. Let's see what's up. All right. Yo, so we, we got my cousin Zane from Maryland on the line. Zane, you there? Yeah, man. What's, what's up, cousin? What's up, Zane? What's up, Rob? What's, What's up, man, brother Rob? Yes, I'm good, brother. I'm good. What part of Maryland are you from, man? Or oh, where you at? I'm in, I'm in College Park right now. That's, oh, yeah? That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's where the University of Maryland is at. Yes, sir, yeah, the Terps, huh? They, 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 yeah, they, they transitioned to, what, the Big Ten now, right? That's right, mm-hmm. man. Maryland's a yeah. good state, man. It took care of me for 17 years. I lived in Baltimore and, um, and Owens Mills for about 17 years, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got people up at Owens Mills. Yeah, Owens Mills is a nice area, son. Real nice area. Yo, so down in um in Maryland, people um people staying home. 
you see people staying in the house? It's kind of mixed because, uh, well, I'll tell you, what, for the past two and a half weeks, they have uh, been, you know, uh, staying in the house a lot more. Right. Uh, um, the only places within the past, I say, week now that people go through frequently, of course, is like a, a CVS or a Walgreens, the two right. markets. Uh, what else? Um. And that's about it, man. Like, the bars, everything is shut down, of course. I mean, but everywhere, everywhere you go, everything's supposedly shut down. You see people out in the street just, like, chilling at the parks in the hood, though? Uh, it's mixed. Uh, sometimes uh, <laughs> it'll be some, 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 some people there at the basketball court. But now, like, what, three days ago, they wound up cutting the, cutting the, the net. Yeah, but yeah they, <laughs> took the rim, they took the rims down? <laughs> <laughs> they doing that in the Bronx now, man. Taking the older rims down. Yep. So why? So from just from your observation, what would you say? Why do you think is the reason that people won't stay home? The reason why people won't stay home, uh, I think in our mind that people, well, there, there, there's there's a large majority of people that that really that still to this day don't think that it's really real with this coronavirus stuff. Right. Like you got you right. got a lot of conspiracy theorists out there. Yes, sir. <laughs> Um, which, uh, shit, I was one, well, hey, <laughs> hey, can I cuss? I yes, sir. Yeah, you can get it. Yeah, do your thing, bro. Oh, okay. Like, you know, 20 years ago or, or, or more, I, I was real to the rap conspiracy theory stuff. And I gotta admit, man, like, uh, when this first came out, I thought, I thought it was, I thought they were just blowing smoke. Right. Yo, so we, we, we was just, we was just talking about that. We were saying that, um, how you call it, the myth was, that black people can't catch coronavirus. Did you believe that? Nah. Uh, <laughs> if, 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 if anything, it's one of the weapons used against us um, and several others that, right. to, to, you know, to, 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 you know, control all that. Yeah, mm. to, to keep us out of here, man. I think, you know, like I was telling Shana, you know, I know I know the history of this country, and this country has a very bad history of putting things out, and then trying to come back on the back end and make it seem like they got the solution. Yeah. So here it is. Here it is. We're worrying about, you know, these the, these these low income areas being hit. You see, but then they but then we got somebody, Bill Gates, who's not even a doctor, will come with a fucking vaccine. Yeah, you don't even yeah, have. A, you're not man. even a licensed physician, nigga. You can bear. You probably can't even make a cheese sandwich. You want to give me some right. fucking right. vaccine? And and, 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 and and just to add on to what both of y'all were saying, especially with this Bill Gates thing. Did you ever watch the TED Talk? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, and he named it in 2017. Yeah. We're gonna set up a. A, 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 pandemic. a, a pandemic called yeah. coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yo, you see, oh, right. I mean, you are, for local policy, you far away from it, Zane, so you probably, you haven't heard of it, but did you hear Alexander um, Ocasio-Cortez is talking about a reparations fund for, um, how you call it, for people that's been victimized by COVID-19? Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Really? Wow. <laughs> I didn't hear that. That's shit, just, shit, shit just yeah, e that. E expand into a whole nother level. Yeah. Let, yo, before you get out of here, let me ask you one last question. One last question. This Saturday, I nine o'clock. I could talk all day, man. <laughs> <laughs> nine, nine, yo, this 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 Saturday, nine o'clock, RZA versus Premier. Who you got and why? 
Think hard, brother. Think hard, bro. <laughs> I would say Primo. There you go. See? Good yeah, man. Everybody with, why? Why Primo? You want to know, know why? Yeah. Primo got the Swiss Beats effect. I mean, not pr- Primo. RZA got the Swiss Beats effect. What's that? What's that? So, as soon as you hear the first four, three, four seconds, you know it's that beat from that particular person. <laughs> right. Primo. Primo. Primo at the same time, yeah. He does that, but... Primo has more of a diversified portfolio. That's what I was saying too. But yo, here's the thing: how do you yeah. how do you know off the rip when it's a premiere beat? What's premiere's this distinct thing that you know like your premiere did this? Doop, 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 there doop, you go. Doop. There you go. <laughs> and then the beat drop. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Once that beat drop, it's like wow, did he put that together? Yeah, crazy. What do y'all, what, 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 what do y'all think was Primo's like? The two most favorite beats that Primo did. Mm. My pick is Mass Appeal. That's hard. Mm-hmm. Mass Appeal is hard. Mass Appeal and um, Just to Get a Rep. Mm. Just to Get a Rep. I'm going to go yeah. with... Yeah. I don't know if I got two, but... Cause Cause I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big gangster. Above fan, the Clouds. Ooh. Above, the, cl- above the Clouds, me. Yeah. Above the Clouds. And still, when you hear to this day, it, it make you yeah, want to yeah. assault somebody, New York State of Mind. See that? As soon as you hear that, that, that drum come in, and you hear... Mm, mm, oh, mm. man. Yeah. For, some, for some reason, I forgot Primo did that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Dwick. Dwick. And, of course, Dwick. Dwick. Everyone remembers yeah. Dwick. Dwick. But, but, I mean, how you call it? And then... So, give me... give me While you said that, give me two distinctive premiere joint... Um, not premiere. RZA joints. Two, two RZA joints that... One oh, verbal verbal intercourse. The cream. cream. Yeah, verbal intercourse. Cream, of course. And I'm gonna tell you, you know, it's another joint that when I first heard I was like, yo, what the fuck is this? But then I, I listened to it, I was like, oh, this shit crazy. Glaciers of ice. Yeah. Glaciers yeah. of ice. Yeah. What about what about uh fourth chamber on, on, on Liquid Swords? Ooh. Yeah. 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 Ooh. Or yeah, even yeah, um, yeah. what was the single on Just a Joint? Liquid or what was it? Baby, cry uh, from the bar, running off shot. Cold world, cold world, cold yeah, world, yeah, cold mean, world. mean. But yo, I'm a, I'm a, um, how you call? I'm gonna let you go. I holla at you later. Thanks for calling in. All right, man. Hey, definitely appreciate y'all having me on there, man. All right, All right good man. bro. Appreciate meeting you, man. Later, Zay. Well, love. All right, baby. Got my man Jack Frost on the line. You there, Frost? Yes, my brother right here. What's good, man? How you doing? Ah, regular shit. You already know what it is. Just hanging in there. So, yo, um, first, tell people where you from. Hey, um, Jack Frost, BBN Network. Uh, you might know about me. I'm Bronx, all the way, Bronx Broadcasting Network. Grew up in the X. Love it here. Really right. don't want to move, but, you know... <laughs> So we got we got availability in Dansbury, bro. We got availability, brother. We trying to save we trying to save all our Bronx nights, man. They about to shut New York down, kid. That's a whole fact. Don't let nobody lie to you. Yo, so because now I'm up in Connecticut, you know, every now and then I still venture down to the Bronx, but I'm not down in the Bronx like you. Um, because you're down in the Bronx, let me ask you this. So, do you feel that people are actually adhering to? What the public outcry is to stay home and actually staying home or not? I, I think that we need to take it more seriously. Yes, I'm sir. looking at it like this. Obviously, something is going on. 
I'm seeing video footage of deers, like, dying in the middle of the street and all type of other, like, weird things that, um, natural current, well, I don't know if it's natural or unnatural, man-made occurrences, right. that's happening that we can't actually quantify. So I think that we should, we, we should be on our P's and Q's and we need to be, um, observing what's going on around us, our surroundings. That's right. That's right. And I think that too often... You know, us as, especially in New York City, like just New York City in general, we kind of think we're, we're the toughest and, and nothing can stop us. And uh, we got enough New Yorkers in one place, we can take anybody. <laughs> we need to get rid of that mentality. That whole mentality is not helping right now. One of the things that people don't realize is, as far as with this um, epidemic, this pandemic, it's, it's at... It's, it's affecting our communities, the uh, minority communities, more than any other community. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Yeah, so, and a lot of that might be doing, due to the fact that you still got people out there trying to go to parties. You got people having, you know, like, back in, like, um, during when, when you know, beer was illegal. I don't know why I said When <laughs> beer and alcohol was illegal. Prohibition. Prohibition, there you go, my brother. You know how they used to have them little... Them bars the and everything. Speak that, you know, speakeasies yeah, and shit yeah, like them, that. Them little lounges. The wall goes around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some shit. Yeah, so people are doing that. People are throwing parties in basements and everything. <coughs> wondering why we have uh, so, so many, uh, a greater number of us are falling victim right. or being counted as part of the number of people that's uh, that's dying due to this pandemic. And, I, and that's what I was saying to Shanaan, man, the invincibility mindset of people just thinking, man, fuck the government, man. They'll be telling me so much bullshit. I'm going to work, son. Fuck that. I need this paper right now. Fuck y'all. And they going. But also on the same token, though, like, you're right. That, like, that, that's not the mindset that we should have. But on the same token, you also have to understand, uh, uh, especially in New York City, there's a lot of people, there's a large contingency of individuals that live check to check. Absolutely. Yeah. An NBA basketball player just said the other day that there's at least 150 NBA players, players that's, that's fucked up. That's fucked exactly. up. Yeah, they don't have the bread that they just spent and tricked off their money. Yeah. That's a fact because um, as, as, you know, obviously you guys got to, as obviously you guys know, one of the most important things that a person could be is economically responsible, physically mm -hmm. responsible. With but their I own tell money. you. The one, one so we're not taught these skills. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like we're not really. Cool. I remember being in elementary school, and they were actually teaching us these skills in elementary school. I'm pretty sure they don't do that anymore. Now, no, home, home, home economics out the window. I asked my son. I was like, "Yo, they still do home ec." He was like, "Home ec." And home ec, I remember when, yo, when I was um, younger, home ec was they teach you how to make like a simple meal, teach you how to do the laundry. When teenage pregnancy became popular, they was teaching people basically how to care for a kid. They may teach you how to balance a checkbook, but they wasn't really getting in depth about savings and, and none of that shit. And, and handling money has always been voodoo That's to us, son. Mm -hmm. We do That's not know how to handle money, son. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us don't have bank accounts, don't have simple bank accounts or checking accounts. Niggas That's gonna get fact. bank accounts now for that stimulus money. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in elementary school in second and third grade, pardon me, with that second no third and fourth grade, they were actually teaching us how to do the stock market. They were yeah. teaching us how to balance checkbooks. And mm -hmm. third, shout out to PS Fifty Nine in the Bronx or Bathgate Ave. All right, all right, all right, shout out Bathgate now. Oh man. That's a fact. They would teach because it's a very, it was a very, very, it is still 
a very, very small school. And I think that I was just fortunate to go there because since the school was smaller, the teachers had more time to deal with the with the actual um, students. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah nah. I was actually teaching that in school when I went to school. I don't think they teach that anymore to children. No, nah, they don't, yeah. bro. They, they, they got this new thing. What is it called? Colombian math or some fucked up <laughs> math they got they, some shit where yo my ex-girl is like yo Rob you gotta come and see what they got kids counting blocks and the old way of doing mathematics or multiplication is not the same you gotta write it out you gotta show this design I'm like yeah they, they try no. they, they want to distract the kids from using their natural talents and their natural ability to be yeah. caught up in a system of doing shit that don't need to be done. Some, some shit that ain't never gonna show up on your page. Never show up on there when they yeah, act like, yeah. like you said. You can show them how to balance a checkbook. You can mm-hmm. show them how to make a fucking pot of rice. Yeah. Something. Practical, you know? practical skills. Easy shit. Yeah. Yo, so. Hey, don't, Albert Einstein said that if you can't explain something to a two year old, then, or to a four year old, pardon me, then you don't know it well enough to talk, talk about, about it. Yeah. Right. Do you, yo, but do you think that. People, because we were just talking and I was saying to Rob, I'm like, yo, a couple of things. One, when you talking about and living in the city, like for us in the suburbs, it's easier to stay home. You got vast amount of space. <coughs> you live in a, in a city and you living in 500 square feet, it's a little bit more difficult. And and if you need to be out working to make ends meet, or you're a frontline worker and you need to pay, you know, your rent or whatever it is, it ain't that necessarily easy to, to listen to somebody be like, yo, stay your ass home. What oh. you think about that? No, no, you're, you're 100% right. Um, like what I just mentioned a minute ago, a lot of people, more people, a lot of people live check to check. So just that problem right there is, is created. That means that you can't, you can't even imagine staying home, you know, in, 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 in uh, quarantining. For two weeks. How are you going to quarantine for two weeks? Right. Yeah. Well, you need bread tonight. Yeah. I got to go get bread tonight. Now, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm fuck you up with this or whatever. Like, with the $1,200, to me, what they should have did is they should have looked at what the cost of living was. Right? Because $1,200 down in South Carolina go a lot further than $1,200 in New York City. In New York City, $1,200, they may you may be able to pay your studio rent for one month. Right. That's a fact. Um, I, I think, okay, so as far as, okay, so that whole $1,200 stimulus check stuff, that's all blindfold. That's all smoke and mirrors, right? Because that, that whatever that amounts to is going to be a, a drop in the bucket compared to the money that they're going to even be spending on um, um, a national defense or whatever the case might be right now or, or the money that they're going to be spending towards putting towards weapons that's not even going to be made. Because you got to understand, when they, when they put money towards national defense, they're like, they'll put in an order. So we'll put in a, they'll put in an order for like, okay, we want to spend a billion dollars on this thing right here. That thing that they're putting a billion dollars in for, it's not even going to be tangible for a couple of years. Right. Yeah, that's what exactly. I'm saying. So, so two, two, if we be fools to believe that that $2.2 trillion or whatever it was, that that shit going to trickle down to the people. That ain't touching the, touching the masses. You can forget about that. Might get $100, man. You might get $100, $50. Yo, man. so before I let you go, one last thing. Saturday, 9 o'clock, Reserverse premiere. Who you got and why? Okay, so I see something that RZA put up. RZA said he got some unreleased OB, um, uh, o, uh, ODB. ODB? He got some unreleased, pardon me? Oh, unreleased ODB, you said? Yeah, he had some unreleased ODB. That's what mm. he said. 
So that's what he plans on breaking out with. I'm scary on that. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> when ODB first came out, I thought he was trash. And yeah. then I started listening to him. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah. flow and everything is kind of mm-hmm. dope. It's the different, and I was not ready. That was it. When he first came out, the first time I heard that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, was, it had to grow on you. And then it grew on me, and I realized, you know what? Um, Like, his whole style and everything is so dope. And and I really started to... So I would hate for him to release something from ODB that, that, that is brand new and don't nobody have. And then, but it still, it, it, but it don't, it don't hit us yet. Mm, right. It's just something that we would have needed to, to hear a couple of times in order for us, to, our spirit, to be able to enjoy it. Right. So, with that being said, DJ Premier has done a lot of great things. Love Wu Tang, but DJ Premier has done a lot of great things, and I don't think that there's many um, music producers that could go up against Premier. Two, two favorite Premier tracks. I can't even think of any off the top of my head. But right, just give me two, two real quick. What's on the top? Right on the cut. I can't think of any off the top of my head. <laughs> unbelievable. Right. Unbelievable. Remember the unbelievable for Biggie. I'm going to explain why I can't think of any off the top of my head. Because you got to remember, this was in the 90s. Yeah. In the 90s, Premier was on every, Premier was touching everybody's shit. I, I, I got to throw back for you just to get a rep. Mm-hmm. No, I love Just Get a Rep, but yeah. if, if, if you can say Unbelievable or Just Get a Rep, the Unbelievable is, is probably one of... Um, Kicking the my, Door. Mass Appeal. Mass Appeal, yeah. He, yeah. Every track, there's nothing you can say. DJ Premier has not missed. Not at all, son. I don't think RZA has missed. Uh, he might have missed a couple of Takao albums. <laughs> you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's close. It's definitely close. Yeah, Primo, I, Primo has I, never I, missed, I yo. I think that uh, RZA has missed a couple of times. There's a couple of things. Like, first of all, I love RZA, don't get me wrong, but some of the stuff that he's doing with these freaking Kung Fu flicks, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's in Wuhan, China himself. Yo, plug um, plug plug your show real quick. Yo, what's up, everybody? How y'all doing? This is Jack Frost from the BBN Network. You should come tune in with us, 920 in the morning, morning coffee. And nine o'clock at night for tonight's show with Jack Frost on the BBN Network YouTube. Come in there. I'm gonna let you know right now though. If you come in and you talking crazy, you're gonna get hit with your bag, homie. Easy. <laughs> Appreciate you, yo. All right, good brother. Appreciate y'all. Later. All right, later. Bro. Peace. Yeah. So, I mean, you heard it from from Maryland, from the Bronx. Maryland, from know. the Bronx. I mean, if we we were to. To catch somebody else, maybe the next time I, I'll be able to catch. My cousin lives out in Seattle. Yeah. One of the places is hardest hit. hit. Yeah, yeah. Out, out in Seattle, I get him to call and yeah. get to chop it up with him, man. Yeah, Seattle got like a huge Asian population mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, which and is, they, they, he says that they get to the point where they don't mind mandatory vaccinating. It's like pulling niggas over to take their, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, I think that's, um, that's common. I was looking at, um, Listen certain certain governors in certain counties is already off the rip. Soon as soon as it's on the market, bring it here. Yeah, all of our. That's, that's what Cuomo said though. Cuomo was like, "Yo, in order for New York to open back up, that they got everybody gotta get tested." How many tests? That's that. Yo, that's like nine, ten million right there. Tests. That's nine, ten million people on paper. Ready to there. 
That's a fact. Yeah. It's not too many people on paper. There's more people not on paper living in New York and the cracks and crevices of the five boroughs between the Dominican community or the Latino community, the Caribbean community, or the African community, or the Indonesian community, the Asian community. There's people over here that been here who've never went and got a green card, never went and got their mm -hmm. citizenship, yeah. and just been living under the radar because they can. This is New York. You know, I mean, hi, I guess maybe next episode we could tackle it, whether it's interesting that all of this coincides with the census. About <laughs> that. Right? Everything coincides with the census to get the heck you got, you got to put the census on so you know how many people it is. Actually, yeah. So this concludes. This might, this might help with this. Not that I'm... In, I'm pro-immigration or anti-immigration, but because of the, the, the alarm effects of immigration in the last couple of years, I'm sure this is probably some Subscribe to um tell us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Spotify, Google Somebody like me And be your point, come on now, nigga, please. I'm paranoid, you know I'm burning those trees. So a lot of niggas die, some niggas survive, and those that did, did it by the skin of they hide. Dodging that long ride, the four fifth aimed at them. Knew to fall back when them slugs came back.